everyone, welcome back to a brand new episode of Prerequisite, the Penn State Shenango podcast. We have a fun episode on the way for you today. Let's get started. Hey everyone, we are back. Beautiful day, wonderful guest, fantastic episode for you. I'm very excited about it. Geraldine, correct me if I'm wrong. This is OT month, OTA month? It is OT okay. month. Okay, OT month. Happy OT month. That is fantastic. I wish I would have remembered that uh, two weeks ago, but at least we're acknowledging it now. We, we still got plenty of time okay, left. Okay, good. So really we should be you know, honoring you on some of these episodes as well. Sure. No, we no. will. Oh, we need to like create it was a more, song. It was more rhetorical. We're yeah. gonna song. <laughs> yes. <laughs> of course, that's the first thing. <laughs> I can't. You're, help the, it, you're the musical yeah, girl, so it. why don't you come up with, yeah, with I a don't, song? I don't write songs. I just well, you're going say, hey, now, let's you? write a song. Sing a jingle. <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> Wait, I was hoping you hurt yourself. I was I, hoping it'd be Geraldine specific, <laughs> though. Yeah, what rhymes with Geraldine? Uh, Geraldine. We'll Geraldine. <laughs> How about Geraldine? <laughs> if you Berylin. hurt yourself, yeah, right. <laughs> there is a, a university, and I can't remember which one it is, but they did an OT song. Um, I play. Did I play it for you guys? I don't think so. That we're gonna be OTs. No, definitely oh, not. I'll play it next week. I want to hear it. I'll send you guys a link. All right. Um, so we've acknowledged that. Let's move on to um, our announcements and uh, figure that stuff out. Who wants to start us off? Me. Go ahead. Um, okay. There it is. <laughs> Oops. Uh, shout out for Athletics. They are doing their Chipotle fundraiser on Tuesday the 18th from 5 to 9 p.m. Um, if you show the flyer or use the code on the flyer for online orders, um, a portion of the proceeds will um, go towards the fundraiser for them. So please come out and support. Also, in the same sense, thank you to everyone who came last week for Black Student Union's fundraiser there. Had a really good turnout. We're hoping for another good one for the Athletics Department. On Wednesday the 19th, we are having intramural flag football on the athletic field across from, well, I guess it's kind of across from the library behind the bookstore parking lot. Um, And then on Thursday, Roxanne Adderholt from the HDFS department is hosting Foursquare Volleyball. Um, As long as there is good weather, it will be outside on the Forker lawn at 12.15. Um, if it is inclement weather, it will be in the auditorium. If you have any questions, please reach out to either Roxanne Adderholt or student Ashley Pogan. And then just a heads up, even though it's not next week, um, the following week we are having pre-exam jam on Wednesday the 26th from 1215 to 115. Free t-shirt, free food, great time for all of us to hang out together. There will be lots of lawn games, uh, different activities, so please come out and join in on the fun. Cool. I think that's all. Who would like to go next? Who? Who? <laughs> I have who, no who? announcements. Oh, I was. Geraldine that's why I was nothing. waiting. <laughs> I wasn't sure if somebody else did. I just have one announcement. Um, on Wednesday, April nineteenth, we'll continue our film series. This will be the last film of the semester. Oh, we're showing a twofer. It's not your mo- <laughs> not your model minority, and we're also showing last week tonight with John Oliver. 
at 1215 in Sharon Hall 105. Um, both of them are half an hour. Yeah, both of them are 30 minutes. And one will explore the origins and the myths and the intersections with past and present anti-Asian violence. Um, and John Oliver's 30 half hour minute thing will talk about that too, but lighter. I don't know if any of you have watched John Oliver on HBO. I do like, I think he's yeah. pretty funny. He has an interesting spin on things, but he should, uh, it should be informative and entertaining. And Phil Nash will be doing. <gasps> yes. Like his little commentary. Yes. yes. And he will commentary. do his opening commentary. Yes. So please come and there will be popcorn, maybe? Yes, there will be popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, fun for all. That, sound, that sounds fun for all. Yes. Pop, pop, pop. <laughs> it really does. Oh! Oh, no, there's Wait. one more. What else you got? We got one more. What else you got? Go, go, you, oh, no, you know what I'm Golf outing, go yes. Oh. Golf outing, June 10th. Where? Um, register <laughs> oh, it is at Yankee Run Golf Course in Brookfield Township. <laughs> Is that the right place? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if you'd like to register or learn more, please see Frank Gargiulo in Sharon Hall 216. Two Thank you. Got you covered. I am stuck on stupid today. I apologize. <laughs> Too much going on. Yes. <clears throat> Brains are mush today. <laughs> she wants to spit out her water. <laughs> Bruce, why don't you take it away, uh, sir? Now I'm going to kill, kill Eric. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. She's so happy. <laughs> hey, have you signed up for a Mafa yet? <laughs> what is Mafa? Multi-factor authentication. Um, students are encouraged to do that before the end of the semester if they'd like to continue logging into their accounts. If they do not, they will not get in until they do. So, um, Faculty and staff are also welcome to do so at this point as well. Uh, had a good turnout so far. That's good. That's really Some good. Some of the more challenging ones have already stopped by the office. And, uh, <laughs> that would be me. Yeah. I needed help. I have not stopped by yet. Have you done it? No. You will want Bruce with you when you do. I'd but like to schedule or an appointment. Jason or <laughs> Greg. Go I would like to schedule an <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, stop by. It only takes about five minutes. Uh, if you download the Microsoft Authenticator app beforehand, it makes it go a little bit faster, but otherwise... We can still set you up on the fly. Now, do you just need my phone or do you need my phone and my computer? Just your phone. Just my phone. Okay. We have a kiosk machine in the front of the room. We can have you log into that. So just bring your cell phone. Okay. Yep. And also, if you signed up already um, and downloaded the authenticator, you may want to double check to make sure that you added your office or cell phone as a backup authentication device. Because with like Duo, you still just automatically add your cell phone. Uh, the authenticator does not add your cell phone as a backup. So go ahead and do that. If you have questions or not sure if you did, stop on by and we can take a look. And you guys will be at pre-exam jam too, helping with a variety of things as well, right? <laughs> Indeed, yes. Cool, cool beans. I'm gonna download a table. it now. What's that? I'm gonna download it now. Do it. That's what I was doing last week when you guys said that I was acting like Travis. <laughs> Oh, wait. No, oh, I said that earlier. <laughs> Sorry. 
That's all I got. All right, so Mafaw's done. I love you. Everyone's done their <laughs> announcements, correct? No more? No, no more? more. I, I think we're no good. For now. All right, cool. Do you have any announcements? I do not. Okay. No, I have I have nothing this week. So um, let's move on to um, our, our – it's appropriate this month for OTs because we're honoring them. And I'm really excited. And actually, um, when I was reading through the notes, I realized that there was something that um, we asked her to do, and she did phenomenally. So I'll bring that up eventually. Oh, but I would like to welcome um, OTA student Shelby Glover to the hot seat. Hello. Hi, Shelby. Hi. Hi. Um, so I, I remembered uh, reading the notes that you we asked you to speak in front of the board of trustees. Yes. What was that like? Oh. Well, I thought it was going to be a lot more nerve-wracking than it was, um, but it was nice. I spoke primarily beforehand with Penny Carlson. Carlson that's fantastic. She was an absolute delight. She's, she's wonderful. Penny is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. She's fantastic. Um, yeah, I really feel like she cared what I had to say, so that was cool. Um, we definitely could have done two hours during that conversation. Oh, I'm there sure. was. 40 plus people on that zoom call i have no idea who <laughs> uh, but because of that yeah we could have gone on for a long time but it was really cool to do that and i feel like i made some good connections through that you got rave reviews um and i, I don't think i uh, that's my fault because i don't think i told you but yeah i had a couple people email me and they were like shelby was fantastic and i was like well we knew she would be that's so nice to hear yeah <laughs> and uh can confirm penny is a fantastic human being and the yeah. fact that she oversees as many people and students as she does, and she still cares about every single one. Has always been uh, super, just amazing to me. So I'm glad you enjoyed her as well. But I had to ask about that because I was like, oh my gosh, I don't think I've talked to you since we asked you to do that. So that's okay. You know, I'm I'm in and out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's uh, let's let's do the OT stuff because I know that you really want to talk about that. Um, but so. Where are you going to do your rotations? So I'm doing my rotations at Capable Kids, right, in Hermitage, and then St. Paul's in Greenville. Oh, nice. Yeah, so two different uh, facilities. One's skilled nursing, the other one's peds. Uh, my passion is pediatrics, for sure. I've okay. always loved kids, um, and I haven't been deterred from that at all. Um, the experience we've gotten so far, I've loved it. So I am confident, and that's kind of the area I want to go into. That's but that's cool. smart of you to try something else also, mm -hmm. just to like almost like reconfirm, but also get that experience as well. Yeah, I. it's funny because I feel so confident when I'm working with children, and then in a different population, I feel completely out of whack. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's just... You know, it's good to be able to work in both environments, but definitely feel like I know it's weird to say I get along with children. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, somebody's got to because they're ruthless sometimes. So, yeah. Powers who you. <laughs> I say you're going to be a great pediatric therapist because I am not. I work with adults <laughs> and I work with geriatrics and that's where I want to want to be. See, we all have to have our niche yes, and we agreed. all have to find our spot and you can Good, good job on Pete's. <laughs> I mean, I don't know the therapy part of it, but sometimes I do enjoy working with working with kids a lot more than adults, <laughs> like on a daily basis. But yeah. sometimes it's hard to tell the difference too. Yeah, right? I know that's right? true. Well, and this sounds funny, but with adults, 
you're like, hmm, do I know more than them kids? You're like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Confidence through the roof. And especially with that generation, you know, they've lived through so much and have seen so much. And you're like, you know, I can suggest this, but I'm guaranteeing they're going to say they know better than I do. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Regardless if I am the professional. (laughs) Do they listen? Like, is it hard with patience? The kids? Like your patience, not like patience as in like... The kids was challenging. The first time I worked with a client that was, you know, it wasn't like a staging a situation. It was, it was real life because (laughs) it was bouncing off the wall, constant redirection. Um, So I had to get my bearings, but I felt comfortable with it now. Um, I do feel more uncomfortable when the elderly people yell at me. I don't know what to say. Yeah. Because it's like like your grandma yelling at you and I'm like, grandma, stop. (laughs) however i will say um the stories from the elderly is amazing and recently we just finished up our clinicals at nugent's and i had a gentleman who wasn't really responsive most of the time and i'm a big music buff i love music from like frank sinatra to like everything um except for i'm not a big country fan but but um i ended up bringing him my speaker and i think the first song i played was mustang sally <laughs> <laughs> and this gentleman got up and he um and these were people with alzheimer's he got up and he knew the words he started dancing and singing the song and oh, it was wow. really cool oh. That's a huge, like, imagine, like, that day, I can just imagine, like, how good uh, you felt, like, walking It was so nice. Day. And a lot of other, uh, um, of the clients there participated, and I just, music is a great therapeutic exercise. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Definitely. So, let's ask, uh, because Gerilyn's right next to you, so what are some <laughs> of your favorite things about our OTA program? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Good answer. All right. Episode over. Perfect. No. um, We got the title. I rave about our OT program all the time, and it's because I truly feel that way. Um, In our building, you know, I've got Tammy, Gerilyn, and then Amy's there. Um, And they're like, I always say this, they're like my pyramid of support. So they provide more than, you know, teaching. It's uh, incredible. I have um such a good relationship with you guys i've never had like that strong of a relationship with other teachers before and also the fact that um they're working and showing me what they do in our field and also the positivity i've never heard anyone in ot say they don't like what they do so that's really cool that is cool yeah also cool is that you refer to it as our field not their field so that shows that you're really into it and I love that thanks I do love it I I kind of came about I didn't know anything about OT um when I was in high school a long time ago (laughs) just a couple years (laughs) (laughs) um but when I found it and as soon as I started taking classes I just fell in love with it and I find myself wanting to research more um but the things I'm interested in just to like pediatrics usually. Um, so that gives me an indication that I'm doing the right field and I'm in the right spot. So you definitely are. I don't think you'll ever get sick of it. If you have that like 
need to learn more and want to know more so you can help more, I think you definitely are in the right spot for something for like longevity purposes. Thanks. Yeah. So you're obviously an officer of OTA club. Um, you know, is that something that you knew you wanted to be a part of? Like you wanted to be more involved. And then um, what are some of your, your favorite things about working with that crew? Because it is a great crew. You guys have a great uh, OTA club. You really do. I, I didn't really want to necessarily just because I, you know, being an adult <laughs> student and I live an hour. Right. That's Fast. true. Good, good point. Um, but I do, like you said, the people. I'm very close with um, my classmates. And it's funny because... I mean, I've just naturally always had friends of all ages, 20 years older than me, 20 years younger. <laughs> and like one of my besties right now, Bella, is 19 <laughs> and I'm 31. And we're like two peas in a pod. <laughs> <laughs> so I, it's been fun to and our class is pretty um, different in the sense of some people have gone to school before, have degrees. Um, some people are a little older, um, some younger. And I feel like we help each other out like. You know, the girl, the younger ladies keep me <laughs> in tune of all the hats <laughs> and um, vice versa. I think um, I offer support for them as well. Oh, you definitely do. I think with your program being uh, like obviously more rigorous with it being a two year program, you guys doing clinicals and so much going on. I think that also helps with the maturity aspect of even though they might be right out of high school or, you know, coming back and getting a secondary degree or just coming back later. Um, it kind of puts you all in the same mindset of like you're here for a purpose and you're really grinding to get there, which is very commendable for you guys. I have been friends with many of the OT people that have come and gone uh, whenever I was a student and some of them have their doctorates now. Some of them just like kept going and some are very content with just being OTAs as well. And they were just like, this was perfect for me. It was so worth it. I agree. I, uh, I actually am considering going for my master's. Um, a big factor is life. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know right? where I'll be, but um, because I'm so interested in pediatrics, there's been a lot of research recently that I've read about occupational therapists in a NICU, and you need your master's to work in a NICU, and so I, that's like my ultimate goal. I'm really passionate about that, so I'm very much considering. So that's what the future holds for Shelby Glover is mm -hmm. the master's, and then what? So let's say you get your master's, then where do, where do you want to live? Well, All that good stuff. being from New England, I do miss. <laughs> okay, New okay. So, if I'm being honest, maybe back uh, down the line, I would go back East Coast. My family's still there. Um, I have a really small family, and they're there, so I miss them. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a huge draw. And the scenery, I love it. It's my home. So, you know, the Northeast is that. very beautiful. So, mm -hmm. I get it. So, being from there, what brought you down here to Shenango? So uh, my boyfriend, Nolan, who I've been with for like six years, we went to high school together in Vermont, actually. But his family and his dad are from Pittsburgh. And his dad bought um, Silver Shores, which is the restaurant I work at in Conneaut Lake. Okay. Mm -hmm. So then he moved there to help his dad run the restaurant, and I came too. <laughs> <laughs> 
you tagged along. That's great. I tagged. He always, he always says he imported me. From <laughs> <laughs> nice. And you're just telling him like, as soon as we graduate, as soon as I graduate, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> oh, I've said that since. Yeah. <laughs> so how did you find Penn State Shenango though? Um, I was just researching schools around me, to be honest. I didn't want to, I mean, I know it's 45 minutes away, but, um, that wasn't unreasonable to me. Um, so I wanted to do something close by and then a practical program like PT, I thought at first, cause I didn't know about OT. Um, but then someone, I don't remember who it was. I had a meeting here and they kind of broke down the different professions and, OT, what I was like, whoa, like OT is way more suited to my personality that that like cut and dry critical thinking of PTs. That's not me. I'm like abstract, creative, <laughs> crazy thinker. <laughs> no offense, PTs. <laughs> that's a fantastic answer, Shelby. And, and it's and more common than you think of people going between those two programs, too. Mm-hmm. Some people come in as OT and they're like, actually... I want to jump over to PT and vice versa. Some people come in as nursing and they're like, actually, no way, Jose. I want to do this stuff instead. So, yeah, it's they're very <sighs> as similar as they are. And as much as we work together, very different, mm-hmm. yes. very different personalities. Um, yeah. And I think everyone not that you can't fit into both, but I definitely think everyone finds which one they fit most. with. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. They find their niche pretty fast. Usually, I feel like. But. Um, so what are your favorite things about Shenango as, as, as a whole? Well, what, one of the reasons I love this campus so much is like the intimateness of it and how small it was being an adult student. The last thing I wanted to do was go onto a huge campus. Cause I already <laughs> felt like there's a sign that says 30 year old, <laughs> but no, um, it, I never felt like that to be honest here. There's Good. a lot of different students and, um, I love everyone, like this, all of you guys, the staff, like the fact that you can just be like, oh, hey, what's going on today? And mostly everyone knows you. It's just nice. Um, it's not everything's so personal and you don't have to go through a bunch of hoops to talk to anyone. Everyone's right here. You know? mm-hmm. I like But that. you make it easy, Shelby, because I think if there's if I have a memory of you or several memories of you, I think of when we first came back to campus after COVID first hit. Um, so we'll say like 2021 or whatever. Uh, you might not be surprised to hear this, but not every uh, interaction with students during that time was overly positive. Um, but you were always very friendly and very understanding of the changing procedures and protocols. And we saw you fairly regularly. And I think I just always, you always we would always talk about, oh, thank God Shelby's coming in. So we don't have to deal with, you know, the four or five angry students. that, that are. <laughs> um, Yeah, it just wasn't always the most positive interactions with students, but you always made it fun, enjoyable. You stayed, you talked to us. Yeah, I remember um, that. I just checking up on you. Yeah, <laughs> but like most students, they were like in and out. They yep. were like, I want to get off campus. I want to take off my mask. I want to get, get home. But you actually stayed for, for minutes at a time to talk to us. And it was like for the longest time early on, that was like the most student interaction we actually got. <laughs> and for student affairs professionals, that's a very tragic thing. So I, I have to say, like, you do make it easy. And we're very thankful for you, for you uh, coming in during that time. So well, thanks. I'm taking appointments. I'm available. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it. I that see if I have any regrets, it's that we took so long to get you onto this podcast. Yeah. Um 
I want to ask about uh, the uh, your your gift for your mother for her birthday. That sounds super cool. But selfishly, she's like, what? I, I want to know what cliffside, whatever oh, yes. resort uh, you went to, because I like oh the Northeast. Gosh. I think it's beautiful. So I'd like to go there. Yes. Um, so for about a year, I was saving up money. And my mom, it was last year, Mother's Day, and my mom was turning 60. So I brought her to this resort called Cliff House. It's in, I think, Algonquit, Maine. Um, Maine is awesome if all the coastal towns are like 10 minutes apart so it's really cool it was the most beautiful place I'd ever been Um, it was literally like you're standing on a cliff face and the ocean was right there my window our bedroom window was like here and then ocean was right below it was it was gorgeous and my mom and I are so overly friendly and this isn't a place we fit in. Like I saved up to go here and it was hilarious because the staff was like, Oh my God, you guys are so nice. And I was thinking who comes here, (laughs) but we became a fan favorite of all the staff. They were, um, they had a birthday cake delivered for my mom to our room. And it was so amazing. And it was, uh, I would like to go there again, but um, once in a lifetime for us, mother-daughter trip. It was so nice. Those are important. That just shows that kindness goes so far and you don't even realize it. Like Mm -hmm. just us being like what we consider like, what? Are you laughing because I'm the one saying it? Mm -mm. Okay. (laughs) I was going to say, I'm kind to those that I don't see very often. I try to be. Oh, <laughs> all right. You also lived in Colorado. What was that like? Yes. Oh, amazing. So <laughs> I moved out to Colorado when I was 19. I graduated from high school and I had applied to multiple colleges, but I didn't have money to go to any of them. My mom was a single mom and she has still like thousand, hundreds of thousands of dollars of school debt. So they were like, nah. <laughs> um, so I was like, but actually, I think it was my best guy friend at the time said, I'm going out to Colorado. I said, okay, I'm going to come. And I just moved out there and I lived out there for six years. I was a lifty. I did That's landscaping. So cool. I was a server. <laughs> I snowboarded. I went to a lot of concerts. I had a great time. Ooh, what was wow. your favorite concert during that Ooh. time? Well, I don't know if you've heard of Red Rocks Amphitheater. Oh, I, of course. Oh, yeah. I've been oh, there. Gosh, yes. I used to go there like every weekend. Uh Everybody perform there. It's amazing. Yeah. It's my f- an amazing venue. I don't know my favorite. Jack White was pretty sick. Oh, that's cool. Okay. He's really good c- guitar player. And it started pouring rain and he continued. That is so cool. Um, <laughs> I can't even remember. I've been through a lot. They were all great. I kind of like, this sounds funny, but some of the, I'm going to call it a wompy show, but it's like, EDM type of music <laughs> just because in my experience the nicest oh yeah the nicest people mm-hmm. uh, actually when I went to Jack White that was the worst people I've ever encountered <laughs> I loved him but the people it, it was just not the same so I the, the environment and everything about it is great that area has lots of music and culture around it's fun so you said lifty. Is that like a, like Uber driver type? A lift operator. So <laughs> that's what I was like. I'm like, is that like lifts for like skiing? Sorry, my jargon. Or was it like lifty like as in like you know driver. Uber driver? I was. This is hilarious. So yeah, I uh, 
worked the lifts on Vale Mountain, actually Beaver Creek in Avon. Um, and there was 200 employees or 200 lift operators, mm. three girls. I was one of those three. Wow. <laughs> okay. So everyone knew me. <laughs> and all the time I didn't know most of the other people. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> but yeah, it was a really cool experience. Um, being a lifty there, you see everyone on the mountain. So I met everyone. I knew all the people who worked there, guests, and it was just very fun. You get a free ski pass. <laughs> nice. Yes. Which I think it's like over $1,000 now, so Ooh. I definitely can't afford that anymore. <laughs> now, did you get mad when people couldn't operate the lift appropriately? Like they couldn't get on, couldn't sit down at the right time? You had to slow That it. happens constantly. <laughs> That would be me. It's um, perfectly acceptable when it's children, but it's really funny when it's in an adult, when I have to pick an, an adult up from. <laughs> there you go. Where are you going, buddy? It's the things. There's lots of things. We do safety checks at 10 and 2 every day. That's <laughs> <laughs> I love yep. it, Shelby. I love it. That is fantastic. I also like the name Lifty. I think that's super cool. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. it's fun. Right. To be honest, I enjoy it. I've had lots of jobs, mostly customer service stuff. Um, I did love landscaping. I almost did that like for my whole career. Um, gardening and stuff. I had an amazing boss. I worked for her for almost five years and I learned so much now that's why everyone laughs at me if I'm walking by the gardens I'll always say the Latin names of the flowers and they're like Shelby what <laughs> um but it's just another thing I know and I also being from Vermont and um pretty earthy I grew up I believe in that. the woods so <laughs> I'm very and I'm down to down to earth kind of like, <laughs> I am who I am I'm not super I like, was punny I enjoyed that <laughs> you're welcome so I, I, I'm kind of questioning your landscape abilities so why don't you come to my house and do all the landscape <laughs> sure or <laughs> yes. it here folks <laughs> oh my gosh that was fantastic Shelby might want to know that he owns a farm Oh, snap. Yeah. yeah. I was just thinking around the house. Though, so. <laughs> not, the, not the whole farm. All right. So I'm super curious about your connection with um, just Native Americans in general, but mm -hmm. the festivals. Can you can, can you speak on that? Yeah. So um, I am mostly Micmac Native American, which is um, native to Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, Canada. Wow. Um, I'm Abenaki as well, and I actually belong to a tribe that's out of New Hampshire, um, the Kawasek, um Abenaki tribe. But when I, my mom was married to a native man when I was younger, um, we won't go on that road, but I lived <laughs> on a reservation wow. in South Dakota. Wow. And so um, all of the uh, like when I pray and stuff, it's all in Lakota. Um, cause that's what I know the ceremonies and stuff. And so I don't know if you guys know what fancy shawl dancing is. I've been doing that since I'm four, I was four years old. And so I still dance at powwows. I haven't in a couple of years just because, um, I live in PA and I don't know the powwow schedule that much, but, um, essentially if you don't know what that is, is I get, um, dressed in regalia. My mom has always made my regalia for me. She braids my hair. I wear feathers in my hair. Um, 
beads. Um, and luckily, because I am associated with a tribe, I'm allowed to have my um, eagle feathers because um, it's illegal, but... Oh, okay. Okay. Oh. Certain feathers, but... Yeah. Um, it's... It's my identity, a huge part of my identity and how I, I know native culture is not a religion, but everything kind of that I think stems from native concepts being, that's how I grew up being in um, that environment. And I just, it's like a safety for me. I go to a powwow, I smell, I see a fire, I smell sage, I see men with braids walking around and I just think... Uh, I'm at home. Yeah, I love <laughs> that. I love that. That's so unique. I love that we talked about that on this episode. I wish I would have known that sooner. I mean, I totally understand, you know, you not, obviously, it's not like a conversation that you would organically like come up in, you know, normal conversation. But I think that's so interesting. Yeah, I I don't mind talking about it at all. I sometimes feel a little iffy just because in the past, uh, you know, people, if they don't understand, mm -hmm. they think it's weird. Like, I remember one time, um, so most of the music at Powell's um, that the natives will sing, it's drum. It's a big drum, and they all play together. And I remember someone being like, oh, that's such weird. What, what are you listening to? And so, I mean, I'm just like, mm. I don't know if I sure. like to always introduce that, but I I absolutely love it. And I'd be willing to share. I actually thought about, and I didn't do it this year, but Indigenous People's Day, I kind of wanted to do a fancy shawl dance. I oh love, my love gosh. that. When is yeah. that? Well, it's in October, but okay. maybe... Um, yeah. I'm oh yes, you should. Love we'll October, obviously. Yeah, we'll set that up for sure. Um, taking over Columbus Day. Yes. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yep. Should I have Support. known? I'm sorry, I didn't know that. No. I was just asking for the date because I know you'll be out on field work. Yeah. So your field work coordinator would have to um, see about getting you some time off. But I think people would really enjoy that. I really yeah. do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, maybe I can rope my mom into co coming and visiting me because she does. She can't fancy shawl anymore because she has two fake knees, but she she does traditional. And um, actually, typically because I'd be dance if I put on my regalia, I need to be smudged. Okay. Mm -hmm. And my mom is an elder at this point, so she could do that for Wait, me. Wait, can you explain what smudged is? So smudging is when you burn sage, and it's a cleansing thing. I know a lot of people burn sage, but yeah. whenever you um, enter, like at a powwow, whenever you enter the circle, you have to be smudged. Um, it's a way to get rid of any negative, any um, bad energy, and cleanse yourself before you go in the circle, because it is... A powwow is a coming together of Native people, but it also is almost like church, maybe. Yeah. Um, so, and it go the first song of a powwow is called the flag song. And um, so it's, uh, I always know it, the Lakota flag song. But you dance and then people come out with the flags and then you go in reverse the um, people who have lost individuals at war and stuff and then usually the elders do a circle and then um everyone else starts dancing they call it inner tribal powwows that means like any tribes come 
And I think you guys would think it's really cool. There's a lot of really cool dances. My favorite is probably grass dance. That's a men's dance. And it's awesome. It's my favorite to watch probably. Um, it's really cool. Well, I just looked up the date on my phone and you will be on campus that day already. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. So we should celebrate. Yes. Yes. So I would love to celebrate. Yeah. I, I think that'd be very cool. So you, if you're willing, of course. Yeah, I, I do got to get in shape because <laughs> but native songs are long and they usually increasingly get faster. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and I dance and then on my toes. So I'm like, oh, I need to start working out. <laughs> All right. Well, now we have uh, an event planned for October, which is fantastic. Yes. Love it. I did not know this episode would take this turn. I had no idea that we would be talking about that because honestly, I, I didn't I didn't know this stuff, but I think it's absolutely fascinating. And I think sometimes um, definitely an overlooked um, aspect of um, history for sure, mm -hmm. but um, still very fascinating to hear about. I did not know it was called fancy shawl dancing. Mm -hmm. Had no idea. Yeah, when you're a little girl, you do jingle dress dancing usually first. <laughs> no way. Which is it's these metal uh, discs that m are folded, and you sew them onto your regalia. And so when you dance, it makes a sound. Mm -hmm. That's usually when you're little. And then you go fancy shawl, and then traditional, which is usually what the older women do. Those okay. are kind of the three uh, women's dances. And men can do traditional grass dance. Um, there's a dance called the uh, hoop dance, which is really cool. Um, I don't know how I described that one to you, but I'm about to watch a video. Um, but yeah, it's like I said, I've been dancing since I was four. I have that's one of my prized possessions is my little tiny shawl from when I was four years oh, old. Oh, that's and, awesome. And um, I have a pair of moccasins, my first pair of fully beaded moccasins also from when I was four that was gifted to me by um an elder when I lived on the reservation and they literally have my little footprint on the bottom because oh, it's nice. leather oh it's like my favorite thing I own <laughs> <laughs> native people are very um like gift like gifting like mm -hmm. I, I also have a hawk fan that's um like a piece of wood and like a whole wing of a hawk from um someone who like a hawk had died in their arms and then I, I was dancing at a powwow and a gentleman actually his name was Russell gifted that to me and it's very special um and meaningful when someone does that but it's just kind of sums up native community that's cool I have so many questions um <laughs> I, I, we don't have enough time um how, so how often do you powwow like how often do you do that like annually well t since I moved here I haven't um well, I have back in Vermont. Um, but when I was growing up, like every other weekend, every weekend, wow. every other weekend. Yeah. It was a, a big part of our lives. We would just camp. Um, it was my, like I said, my mom was a single mom. So she'd just pack us up and you go to where the powwow is and you camp all weekend. And people go and can watch you, um, like view the powwow. But I never was on that side because I was always, dancer <laughs> and it's so fun because you just meet a bunch of people you camp all weekend potluck every night with everyone um it's it was really cool to grow up that way and um I learned you know like pipe ceremonies from these amazing women um 
sweat lodge ceremonies, Sundance. That's a very intense one that they do out west. Um, but yeah, really cool. I'm fascinated. Wow. Yeah. Very fascinating. Thank you for sharing that yeah, with us. I yeah. That. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are the questions you guys have for? So many, but <laughs> it's really opened a can of worms. I've taken so many mental notes, and I'm like, oh, i got to ask her about that. Right? Yeah. Put it on the calendar for next year, FYI, so I won't forget. <laughs> yes. So now you're committed six months. Or at least an information something, even if you don't feel comfortable with dancing, but if you feel comfortable with sharing like yeah. photos or images or descriptions of anything, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'd love to do in, like an educational something. Yeah, I don't yeah. – I can even connect maybe with uh, – the powwow circuit around here. I just have to reach out and see um, who it is. And yeah. and we're always happy to be a part of that too, if it makes you feel more comfortable. Mm-hmm. Too. Yeah. It'll be a spotlight on me. So that makes <laughs> But clearly you do great when you're in the spotlight. Yeah. Yes. You're handling the pressure just fine. Yeah. So no more, no more questions. Not for, for now. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well then, um, in the sake of time, we'll move on to Batman and Robin and ask everyone questions. So for today's Batman and Robin, we are doing, um, uh, again, this is sort of in honor of OT month, um, but your top two things that you love about your college major. Um, I suppose if you have you know, more than one degree, I suppose you could choose whichever program. But um, why don't we start with our guest? And why don't you tell us about your top two things you love about your college major? You mean OT? (laughs) (laughs) I do. I do mean that. Hashtag OT month. (laughs) Um, I love the variety of the profession. You have so many avenues you can go down in OT, which is really cool. And I love the closeness that you have when you work with the patients on many different levels, not just physically, but mentally and emotionally. I'm a very emotional person, <laughs> so I can, um, I really enjoy that. Yeah. Fantastic. And can I go off of what Yeah, oh, please do. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would definitely say, like, um, when you make a difference in somebody's life, you might not make a difference in everybody's life every single day, but it's those patients that are like, I wouldn't be here without you. And you're like, yeah, I did that. No, (laughs) 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 but you're like, yeah, um, you did it. I just guided you in the right way. So that is definitely a huge factor that makes you get up and want to do it again. The fact that, you know, people, love their job. Everybody loves their job. And with that, the lifelong friends I've made from my very first job as an OT to even now, it's still the connections that you make with everybody on common ground is wonderful. What, um, Jerilyn, I apologize for asking this question, but what OT program did you do? I did here. That's what I thought. I was at Penn State Shenango, um, from, oh, I'm going to date myself. It's okay. You don't have to tell us years. I mean, that's okay. We don't, in the late 90s. <laughs> <laughs> she said early 2000s, I believe. Well, and then in the early 2000s, I went to Penn State Monalto. They had a bachelor's degree okay. in occupational therapy at the time. So um, I am still friends with my college roommate. Actually, if we have a second funny story, um, I was sitting beside my college roommate, my 
every she was like my best friend all through college and i said i'm going to this like birthday party this weekend and she's like really me too well here her and my husband are cousins (laughs) (laughs) wow wow that's kind of crazy (laughs) and we didn't know we went through like a whole semester (laughs) didn't even know (laughs) here we showed up at the same party would that be one of your top things about your college major is that your roommate was your husband's cousin (laughs) Yeah, it, it was fun. Like cause <laughs> she did the two year here with me, and she went out to yeah to uh, Mon Alto with me, and she works here in the area, and she's still my husband's cousin. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's really good stuff. Well, obviously the program now is just in extra great hands. So, yeah. I mean, no no complaints there. Um, who wants to go next? I don't want to follow that. <laughs> me either. <laughs> I mean, they're changing lives and stuff. <laughs> yep. I changed lives in IT. Okay. You yeah, do. Yeah, yes, I mean, you do. You, do. you know um, what? We would be lost without you. <laughs> Is that not true? At least <laughs> once a week, usually. Mm-hmm. You, you at least once a week. She's day. looking at Gerald. Let's go, Bruce. Multi-factor authentication. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I say weekly, let's go IT. <laughs> yes. It's, it's a common occurrence with, <laughs> with many departments. Um, Kind of like, well, I mean, not in the same page as you guys. But like I do like how IT is very broad. Like you can do like the help desk side of thing, which I enjoy a lot. Um, but I also enjoy the, as they say, the back end of things where like you're <clears throat> making systems run correctly and like websites and stuff like where you don't actually get seen, but you can also like hide in the shadows type thing. But personally, I, I tend to lean towards the, the help desk side of things. And I enjoy helping people and, you know, hopefully by the end of their time here, they feel a little more comfortable with technology and stuff like that. That's but, good. Uh, yeah. uh, <clears throat> I also had a, a business degree from here, so I'll give a little shout out there to that. There you go. Oh, yeah, I'm glad you did that. Um, there was a good program here as well, uh, business administration. Um, I'm not so much on the business side of things, but definitely learning, like, the management stuff on there definitely helps put into perspective like the IT like funding and stuff like that. So also uh Lisa Burton was a good teacher for that Ooh, and yeah, me to, yeah. to move fantastic. on. Yeah. But yeah, well she actually did IT and business, so <laughs> got her for many years. But I yeah. love it. Those are I think you did great following them up. Mm-hmm. Got it. <laughs> All right. Erica or Cassandra, which one do you want to go next? Okay. Do 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 okay. Okay. Um my major for my undergraduate was communication and I don't do it very well. However, <laughs> at the time it was very flexible. I could go in any direction I wanted to go in I, that, I, and journalism was it. And then it wasn't, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you could do anything with communication. You can be a journalist on TV or you can write, you can talk to people on a podcast. There are so many things you could do with that. So that was great. And with my master's degree, which was in, in instructional technology, I guess in a way I use that every day because well, it helps me do. like you, Bruce, I am kind of the help desk in my office mm-hmm. <laughs> and I have the knowledge to learn how to use technology well and quickly so if there are any issues or if i have to learn something to do my job i don't have to fiddle fart around with it i can just <laughs> go in play with it and like oh okay, that word? Fiddle, it fart. fiddle fart fiddle fart i yes. like it good. good stuff so if i if 
IT's office is closed. I can come to yours. No, be careful yeah. with your words, Erica. Yeah. Use that communications yeah. degree. I, yeah, I did say that, didn't I? <laughs> Jill, that'll help you any day. Okay, thank you. And then eventually I say, we should go see Perkins. <laughs> and her version of helping might be like, I'll walk you to IT. Right, exactly. Bruce comes in, literally clicks one button, problem solved. <laughs> <laughs> or he just walks in the door and then it just starts to work and you're like, mm-hmm. Yeah. And it also helps me do my job faster. So, you know, you could rather than doing it by hand or using some antiquated software, I say, oh, you know what? I remember this from blah, blah, blah. And then a job that would take an hour takes maybe half an hour. So I like it. Efficiency. I love it. That's great. All right, Cassandra, you're next. Um, I feel like mine aren't that special now. Um, oh, they're both business <laughs> and I basically did, um, undergrad here, business management and marketing, um, took a lot of classes at other campuses through here, which I appreciate. So I could kind of really figure out what I wanted to do. That's the scary part about the business degree is figuring out what the heck you're going to do with it. Um, but I like how it gave me more like control over other things. It learn it helps you learn how to manage other people, how to manage yourself, problem solving skills, you know, money skills, because I grew up in a single parent household where we never saved a dime. Mm-hmm. I'm still learning. Um, <laughs> so like there's a lot of things I feel like I just learned like real people skills with that. Um and then my master's is in business as well through uh Barand. So I will say it's not really so much the fact of like what my degree is in, but it's the fact that I met so many people um, because business overlaps a lot of other disciplines, which is nice. Like people are taking, you know, math 110 for all kinds of other um, degree paths or they're taking a marketing class just because they're interested or maybe they're in communications and want to go that route. So it was nice meeting a variety of people and not a single one of us are doing the same thing. So it's really interesting if I need help with something that has to do with um, accounting or finance, I have a best friend, Trevor, who I can call and be like, hey, I need you to help me do my taxes. Or (laughs) if I need to, I don't know, there's just so many people I can call that do different things. So it's just so interesting with that. And I feel like just the fact that it's through Penn State and that's even bigger with mm-hmm. that. So you can be like, oh, I went to Penn State. They're like, oh, what'd you go for? I'm like, business. They're like, me too, from this campus. And you can like kind of compare notes and realize you got pretty much the same education, just different experiences, which is really nice. That's great. Those are all great answers. I don't know why anyone was worried. That was fantastic. What about you? Um, so I'm going to go with, uh, so obviously uh, my my master's was um, focused in higher education. I think my favorite thing about my program was, I mean, I had fantastic faculty. I mean, my goodness, Michael Ignelzi was um, the head of the program and he was, hopefully he's enjoying his retirement, but I mean, probably one of the most brilliant human beings I've ever been around. Um, but I think the, the obviously like in our profession, you know, you want to develop your student holistically from, you know, point A to, to point Z. Um, but the psychology aspect behind the, the, the program, I mean, I, I've always been fascinated about how the mind works, um, developmental stages. I think my, I mean, just in the way they taught it too. I mean, obviously it's intensive because it's a, it's a graduate program, but I think, you know, really understanding the psychology, um, was always super fascinating to me and I loved every second of it. In fact, I probably, I would say 90% of my professional development is in just, the psychology aspect of, of, of higher education. And I think, you know, we do play a really unique role in, in developing 
and helping our students grow, which I think is super cool. And then my undergrad uh, education was my focus. And I mean, what's not to love about education? Again, I think the ability to teach and guide um, and, and understanding the foundations of education and why we do what we do um, was fascinating. And I also think just, and, and maybe people don't see it this way, like I, I'm sure if you're in, in the law field or if you're in the medical field, you feel this way. But I think being in the education field like or going through that program, um, the sense of pride is is just unmatched in my opinion. I think it's it's the the noblest profession, and and although there is some truth to uh, a very very small group that if you can't do you teach, <laughs> um, for the most part the vast majority of educators uh, they just want to teach and guide and and enlighten young minds or um, older minds whatever whatever age group they choose. But I think I, I mean I, I'm a little biased because half my family are educators, but. I think sometimes we overlook how important um, the role of, of a teacher is. And I think, I mean, criminally underpaid. Oh, hugely. Uh, but mm -hmm. It's not even close. But I just, I mean, that profession is just, I don't know. I hope I hope we can fix the issue of the teacher shortage in this country. Um, but I think just being in that profession, being in those rooms and, and understanding how important your role is, I think is probably my favorite part. You definitely have a sense of pride that you have to take that seriously. So um, I feel very fortunate that I've been in those two programs and I can't say enough about my, my two um, institutions, St. Vincent and Slippery Rock. Um, they were fantastic and I loved every second of it. So um, yeah, that's Batman and Robin for today. So yeah. let's, let's move on to spotlight and then we'll be done. I feel bad. I didn't mention my institutes of higher education. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do my graduate. Yeah. I just talked about my undergrad. Do you guys want to do that now? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that answers that. Well, um, one of hey. them was Penn State World Campus. Yeah. Shout out Penn State World yeah. Campus. WC. Yeah. Make your classes available to everyone who goes to Penn State. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I thought of a, a slightly funny story like Geraldine's earlier. Uh-huh. Um, I was working at a local tech company for a couple months before I started working here. And, uh, like I was telling my, my dad about like some of the people I work with and like, I was like three months into this and like, I'm talking to my dad about this guy named Tom and he's like, oh yeah, that, that's your cousin. <laughs> <laughs> so I go in the next day and I'm like, Hey, did you know we're cousins? And he's like, no. <laughs> so yeah, I was working with my cousin for like three months and I didn't even know it. Are you going to tell me he quit the next day? No. Scared or, okay. That's it. Did Tom infuriate you prior uh, to knowing he's your cousin? And is that why you talked about him to your dad? Um, no. <laughs> he he was actually very helpful. Oh, good. Good. He, he, good. Was, a, he was a good two Bruegels. So yeah, it was it was very nice. But at the same time, like ah, small world. That's really funny. Yeah. I I don't have any stories like that. I can honestly say I've never randomly found out that I had a cousin, but uh, I dig it. I dig those stories. Very unique. Well, I think Bruce is distantly related to my husband also. Yep. For real? Oh, really? Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Family yeah. reunion. Second cousins. You guys are just related to everybody. <laughs> yeah. Her husband and you. I mean, this is crazy. Jeez. All William right. Wallace. <laughs> before, I, before I do my spotlight, I just want to thank Shelby again. Uh, what I said earlier, 100% true. Um, when when you were here and and people were wearing masks and just angry all the time, it was always a pleasure to have you in the office. And it, it's continued. I think for us, when we got the call for um, a student to speak to um, the board of trustees and they gave us the parameters, 
I think all of us uh, on the email kind of just unanimously were like, yep, Shelby, Shelby's the one. She's the one that will represent us. So uh, whether you know that or not, now you do. But uh, thank you so much yeah. for joining us. It was, a, it was a pleasure, and I can't wait to see what you do in October. So very excited. Thank you. This was really <laughs> fun. I was really nervous, but I enjoyed it. Well, the fun's not over yet. You have to get a shirt and a picture. So oh, she you got, got the, the shirt. shirt. Uh, the picture. You got to do the picture. Happening next. I'll allow it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Does anyone else have a spotlight before I I dive in? Dive away, homie. I feel like I do this. Spotlight on OT month. I know. I feel like it's just it's just easy to pick out Gerilyn. Um, I wasn't though, picking on, out her. I was just in well, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick out <laughs> everyone minus Gerilyn. Right. I'm right. gonna pick out Gerilyn and say, well, I'll say this. I'll say because it is OT month, um, we've had some really phenomenal OTA students come mm-hmm. through this program. Um, they've gone on to do amazing things. Uh, I don't want to say names because I'm afraid I'll leave any out. But I just think that all of our OTA graduates have been fantastic. Um, I know, you know, in our office, we work with the OTA club officers very closely and they've all been wonderful. Uh, sadly, there are probably ones that I wouldn't remember their name, but I know I would know their face and I know that they're fantastic. But um, our program is wonderful. It is, Geraldine. I can't say enough good things about the work that you and, and our OTA faculty do. It is it is spectacular. Our Chad Lab building. It's dope. I mean, it's just cool. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's it's state of the art. It's new. It's fresh. It's wonderful. But um, yeah, shout out to all of our OTA graduates. They've done great things here, and they continue to do great things out there. So, yes. I concur. Thank you. Thanks, Sherilyn. Thank you. Thanks for co-signing that with me. I appreciate <laughs> it. She's like, I agree. Yeah, they're great. <laughs> all right. Well, that wraps us up. Um, happy OT month. And um, as always, remember, be kind, you jabronis. That's what's most important. Bye. 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 Later. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Bye.